Episode 102 of the Bevan James Isles Show. Some questions I've been asked recently. Radio team, welcome along to episode 102 of the Bevan James. I'll show you your fortnightly podcast on the behaviours that create a lifetime love of exercise so you can get all the benefits that come alongside it. Got to say, it's it's probably going to be a little bit of a shorter day show today. I'm, I, I got to admit, I'm a little bit slightly stressed right now. <laughs> um, I've been, you know, in the last few shows I've talked about my 5K dream and today's very much the day that we're releasing the kind of the process, that, you know, the free video series that we've been created with. Basically what we're doing with my 5K dream is we're creating a free, free video series and it's a way that you guys can get some learning on, um, you know, and you can maybe learn some insight that I've got from helping people run 5Ks. And I've uh, been kind of, today was the day we were going to release it and it's all going pretty smoothly and as always when you release something there's always a few hiccups along the way so I've been slightly stressed today but that's okay I just thought I'd still want to get the show out so the show may be a little bit shorter than what I normally do but I'm basically just going to have a couple areas that I really want to touch on today that I think um, that come actually from some insight from what I'm doing with my 5k dream so um yeah, that, that's pretty much the gist of it. It's interesting. I'm I'm not very stressed as a person. Um, quite lucky. I'm quite a relaxed soul, and it's interesting when you you experience stress in your life. How it's it's very much a feeling inside you, isn't it? It's very much a feeling of, um, there's you know there's just kind of a tension, or there's a there's a hyper kind of energy that comes with it, isn't it? And I suppose because I'm not that stressed that often, it's really interesting when you experience a little bit of stress in that way around this area so just interesting experience i'm going through today but i'm i'm sure i'll, I'll live and get through it anyway i'm going to get into the main just the show pretty quickly today because again it's probably going to be a shorter show today but i do want to mention a new patron of the show so i'm just going to push pause and i have some of my new patrons of the show right here michael noke he's the hammer we've got the the hawk renee hawes we've got hardcore michael o'kane and then we've got Samuel Molino Weaver, mysterious man. We've got a new patron, but I only have their first name. So it's always a little bit hard when you only get the first name. So Amanda's become a patron of the show. Thank you very much, Amanda, for becoming a patron of the show. But if you want to, Amanda, if you, I'm going to hold off on your nickname. And you obviously listen to the show. And what I want you to do is I want you to send me an email just saying, look, here's my full name. And next time on the show, I'll give you your full patron name. If you want to become a patron of the Bevan James Isles show, just go to bevanjamesisles.com. It's all very clear on the website and you can support me and what you're doing. Anyway, guys, this is going to be a little bit of a shorter show today. It's very much just some some thoughts that have been kind of throwing around lately. And well, it's based on some questions, actually. And uh, yeah, so let's get straight into it. So as a part of my 5K dream, the, the, the product that I've been kind of telling you guys about recently um, I'm giving away like a free video series and within that the whole idea is to teach people you know some of the things that they need to know if they want to run 5k's and it's very specific the, the products designed for women between the ages of 35 to 55 total beginner runners to try to run 5k's and it's this kind of yeah it's basically it's what we're doing and basically I send out the first video and then at the end of this first video I kind of in the next few hours I just send an email just saying um, you know, what are some of the fears that you have around running 5Ks? And now, Emily, I only sent this out last night, 
And I've already had some really, really good questions around this kind of idea of this. And so later on today's show, I'm going to touch on a few of those. But before I do, I want to talk about a book that I've been reading recently called The Five Second Rule. Now, The Five Second Rule, if I actually pull up my little book here, let me just pull up my book, and I've got this here in front of me here. This, this book here is a book by the name of the five second rule by a lady. I'm just trying to get this little, here we go. Mel Robbins. And Mel Robbins, has, it's interesting, I, I'm listening to the audiobook, and the audiobook's about seven hours long. And it's a really interesting book because basically she's selling a really simple method as a tool to help you progress in life. Uh, the, the simple tool is think about what you should be doing in a moment and then count down from five and it doesn't even necessarily have to be you have to have the answer it might be that some you know might she talks a lot about getting up in the morning she's not very good at getting up in the morning and and the alarm goes off and do you push snooze or do you count five four three to one and get out of bed and do it and it's this kind of idea of trust your intuition at the moment when you need to take action and then do a countdown and, and she's really specific around don't do a count up do a countdown towards this thing and it's really really fascinating book because in some ways the book's a real one trick pony so you know like when i buy books you hope to get i, I think from a book a good book you're probably going to get five or six good nuggets out of it you know that you know like when you buy a good book in, in an area where you're trying to improve as a person I feel if I can get five or six good nuggets out of it, it's a it's a pretty good book. And there's many books out there where maybe you get a little bit more than that. And there's many books where you don't get that. And there's many books where it seems like a bit of a waste of your time. The other thing is if you're a big reader and you read a lot of content, you'll get a lot of crossover. So there might be five or six nuggets for somebody who's never read that topic before. But um, but if you are somebody who has read this topic, there might only be one or two because you know those nuggets that maybe the newer person has got. So, you know, your knowledge and your experience is going to differ in what you will take away from a book. But with, with Mel's book, it's really fascinating because she's basically got one tool and it's what she calls the five-second rule. And then she talks about it. I think the book's seven hours long. So she talks about this five-second rule for seven hours. Now, in some ways, that might sound unappealing. But what she does really well, A, she's quite an interesting reader. So the way she presents the book in the audiobook really kind of works. But second of all, the thing about, she has done the research on why this would be a really good tool to use. And she is very good at kind of breaking down the different areas of life where people probably struggle and maybe implementing this five second rule into their lives and it's just something you know that maybe you want to get her book and read it because it's, it's again it's one of those books where her the one rule the one tool she's teaching is a five second rule but there are nuggets that you think oh yeah i do that and this is maybe a time where i should be working on within myself like she's talking about worrying i'm, I'm kind of towards the end of the book now and she's talking about worrying and you know worrying we all know if you're a warrior as a not not like a fighting warrior as in someone who worries too much well we all know that's probably something we should be working on and she and she does some she does a thing which um she talks about how they did an interview with all these people in old people's homes and with these old people in these old people's homes they said what would be your one piece of advice you'd give to yourself 20 years ago and it was really stop worrying you know like you really didn't have the thing you worried about just wasn't 
that much of a concern. And so, you know, that, that kind of thinking, that kind of way around this, you know, we all identify with that. And so she's really saying that when you feel worry coming on, is kind of think, well, five, four, three, two, one, out of this, or what's a better use of my energy, five, four, three, two, one. And the idea is that as you do that countdown, almost by the end of it, you know the action intuitively, you have the answer within you, and by having the countdown, you'll act. Now, this is a book that I've been reading over the last couple of days, so it's not a book that I've really applied a lot. Um, I'm going to really try it for myself and see what I think and see if it's a really a, a valuable tool. One of the downfalls of Mel's book is that it's almost like this is the answer to everything in life, and I'm not sure if that's entirely true, but I'm going to sit in it for a period of time. I'm always a little bit dubious of the person who says, this one thing is the answer for everything, and that's maybe one of the downfalls of her book, because if you read her book, you'd think that my life's going to be perfect, so I just do this rule all the time. Now, I haven't sat in this rule long enough to try it, so I'm going to try it over the next period of time, and next show maybe I'll reflect upon my experience with it. I'm pretty disciplined, I'm a very action-based person, so it's not a thing that I probably need to use a lot, but I'm just going to throw that at you. So you may want to check out that book, it's called My, no, no it's called The Five Second Rule, and what's the subheading here? I can't actually see it. I think it's like train your mind to be great or something like that, as all those books are. So one thing I did in regards to My 5K Dream, and if you want to check out My 5K Dream and you feel it is for you, um, go to my5kdream.com, and now if you sign up, you'll get the cheat sheet, but then the next day you'll actually start the video process, so that just know that's the case. So <clears throat> one thing I do is the first video, basically I give three three videos, three, the number three, free, simply free, uh, videos that you can go and watch if you are somebody who feels my 5k dream could be for you if you want to run 5ks and at the end of the first video I just sent an email a few hours later just saying just tell me what your fears are around you exercising and I sent out the first video last night and the email and and to be honest I wasn't sure what kind of response I would get but it's been quite mind-blowing to see the responses I have got and it's it's really quite interesting to see some of the feedback that people have got me and there's a couple that are really kind of stood out to me that maybe been things that I haven't thought about and, and the first is I got an email from a lady I'm not gonna name her name because I, I asked her if I, she's actually a listener of the show so um, you know who you are and I asked her if I could talk about it but I haven't heard back from her so I don't want to name names without this person you know saying that's possible but basically they came back to me and they said my biggest fear is my own vanity that I'm not going to look perfect when I start with it that I'm going to look really clumsy and awkward when I try running and that I will be embarrassed. That's a really interesting thing, isn't it? Is that, you know, when you think about fears going into exercise, and you think about the things that would stop you from doing it, this person's biggest fear is their own vanity. That to be, look like I was maybe beginner level, or she's, she's put clumsy or awkward, would make me feel embarrassed about myself when I was out there running. And so for that reason, I protect myself from trying, but ultimately I stop myself from exercising because of this vanity. This fear of this clumsiness and this awkwardness, of the world seeing me that way that I'd be embarrassed if anyone saw me out running, when that's actually the thing that stops me from trying. And it was really funny because I was talking, I, I kind of, in my response to this lady's email, I just kind of said, it's really interesting because recently I had an experience with one of my runners. 
and one of my runners is this lady who um, a little bit overweight and uh, but disciplined exercise turns up to all the sessions and all the rest of it and I, I kind of had a chat with her one day after one of the sessions and she was telling me how she feels this real judgment on herself and there's a reason for this so this runner we, we do morning sessions, so we do a morning session and a nighttime session. And so the morning sessions normally start at 16, finish at 6.17. Now for some people to get away and get to work, well that means that maybe they have to start the session a little bit earlier. Admittedly most people don't, most people start on time, but sometimes you might get someone who needs to be at work a little bit earlier. So they might start at 6 o'clock or, or 10 to 6 and they get the session done. And this person was telling me that they would go to the session early because they had to get to work earlier. So they would turn up at, let's just say, 6 o'clock and leave for their run 10 minutes before everybody else. They'd get out, they'd go do their run, and then when they got back from their run, the rest of the group would be, they'd be doing their stretch, and the rest of their group would be coming in, and they'd be leaving to leave for their car. And she told me that she felt that people would be judging her, thinking that she was a slacker, or thinking that she was, you know, giving up, or, um, you know, that she was a failure, that she had pulled out of the session early because she was too weak when she was doing the session. And, you know, this was a thing that was really working against her when she was exercising. She was ultimately embarrassed because of the, the fear or the judgment that people would put upon her. Now, the really funny thing about the situation with her was she was doing great. Like, she had a situation which meant she would have to cut the session short. Now, for a lot of people, they would say, well, I won't go to the session that day. But this person thought, no, I'll go to the session early and I'll make sure I get the session done so I can get away on time and get to work on time. So if you ask somebody, "What is that a good strategy and should you feel good about yourself for doing that? Well, the answer is yes. This person should feel great about themselves because they were doing that. But this person wasn't. This person was thinking that everyone around her was judging her because it looked like she was leaving the session earlier. And it kind of goes back to what this other person who was sent me this email talked about was this horror idea of their, their biggest fear is that when they're running, they look clumsy and awkward. And I imagine then it's that external judgment from the outside world that would make them feel really embarrassed when they're running. And there's a kind of a term that gets thrown around, it's called spotlighting. And spotlighting kind of says, um, I think I may have talked about this a little bit on the last show, but spotlighting is that thing of, I think everybody is thinking about me in the way that I'm fearful of within myself, or I'm struggling with in myself. So the person who, who wrote to me about my 5k dream and, and their fears, where they said, my biggest fear is that I look clumsy and awkward. So when this person would try to go out running, they're putting a spotlight on themselves so that if anybody would look at themselves, what do you think they're going to be thinking? They're going to be thinking, I'm clumsy and I'm awkward. And this person is looking at me thinking I'm clumsy and awkward. If I go back to the runner, my own runner, who was leaving the sessions early, you know, the, the spotlight she was putting on herself was, everybody in this group must think I'm lazy because I never finish a session. Now, when I was speaking to the lady I was talking to a few weeks ago, and my, you know, the person I know in person, I was talking to her and I was saying, it's really interesting, and I talked to her about this whole idea of spotlighting, and, and the funny thing about spotlighting is that often no one's thinking about you. Often 
no one's thinking about you. Or if anything, it's a slight passing thought. And what I did with this person here is, is I, I kind of said to her, when you look at the other runners, what are you thinking about? Like when you're out there running and, you know, maybe in the sessions when you aren't there early because you have to leave for early for work. When you look at the other people out there running, what are you thinking about? Are you thinking about them? And her answer was, well, no, no, I'm, I'm thinking about me. <laughs> I'm, I'm consumed by me. If anything, I'm thinking about, you know, what the, are they thinking of me? Um, or I'm thinking about my own struggles. And w- when I look at those other people, I, I see them there. And if anything, my, most of my thoughts towards them are pretty generous. And in that moment, she you could see it. I love it when you were speaking to someone when they have that epiphany in their head. And in this moment with this lady, I, I had one of those moments where she had that epiphany, whereas, oh, so if I'm spending all my time thinking about what they're thinking and thinking about me, that's probably a similar experience to what they're experiencing as well. And so for that reason, I can probably let go of the spotlight I put along myself and that they are judging me. That they're probably just out there thinking about their own run, thinking about their own lives when they're out there running. And I'm just, you know, they might see me leave early and they might go, I wonder why she's leaving early. But they're not really thinking about me. And the thing I talked about with this lady, which is really interesting, was kind of like, okay, well, you need to start to really learn how, when spotlighting is in your life. And then what perspectives are going to help you move away from that spotlighting? So that was a really good example for her. When I experience spotlighting on myself because I'm leaving early, and instead of thinking everyone's judging me because I'm leaving early, I can just think, oh, they're probably just thinking about themselves right now. Because the biggest downfall, I the, the thing I was talking to with this lady, was the biggest downfall of this moment was, unfortunately, she was disowning her own her own her own success like she was disowning her own success she got up earlier than everybody else in the group had to plan life all this way so she could make sure she did that session if she walked away from that session how do you think she should be feeling she should be feeling amazing because i'm the kind of person when there's adversity i work around it and i make it work and i still succeed but because of spotlighting she's not doing that and if I go back to this, this kind of fear, this person who sent me the email from my 5K dream sent through, I fear that I'm clumsy and awkward, and so that's the spotlight I get. Well, the problem for this person is it stops them from trying. So they're never going to be successful in something maybe they want to be successful in because they've got that spotlight. But maybe if they were to, when they go out running, just to remind themselves, no one's thinking about me. And I can learn how not to be clumsy and awkward, because it's just, a, you know, it's just a process to learn, then I can be successful. So, and, you know, in these, these examples is, when am I using spotlight that works against me? And how is that limiting me? And for the lady who, who emailed me, it's, it's limiting me from even trying. I'm not going to try running because I'm embarrassed and because of my own vanity. The problem is, you're not going to try running. Where deep down, maybe you do. The fear for the lady I know who goes early is, she doesn't allow herself to own her success. She's a legend in my mind. She has thought, how do I make this work? She should be walking away with a sense of esteem, a sense of confidence, a sense of belief that she can take into other areas of life. But because of her spotlighting, she's not allowed to have that. 
So that's that's something I, that, you know, if, if you're listening to this right now and you're identifying with what I'm talking about, well, this is probably something you really want to think about. This is how idea of how do you get better at this because, um, yeah, I, I think this is probably a, an area to work on. I'm just kind of pulling up another email as I talk now. But, um, so yeah, so spotlighting. Are you doing it? What are some tools that you can help you to identify you're doing it? And then shift your perspective when you are doing it. So like the lady I was talking about, she thought about what what is she thinking about and how can she then use that to see how other people are seeing her. Another way to do it is inject a positive way of a spotlight. So it's funny. You know what's really funny is like my running business, what's really funny is is, because I've got my 5K group, my 10K group, my half marathon group. And we get these ladies who have never exercised and, and, you know, some of them are overweight and, you know, in big ways. And it's really interesting because my race team is who are my advanced. These are my half marathon people. These are people who have been running for a while, often pretty fit by now, you know, look fit, feel fit. And you see them and they often talk about the people at the beginning and saying how inspired they are by those people. Because they understand how much of a challenge and how, how much of a journey there is for those people. And whereas the person at the beginning is probably thinking those people are judging me because I'm overweight and have an exercise and I look funny and all the rest of it. Well, maybe another tool you can use around perspective is what would be the good spotlight these people would put on me? What would be the good spotlight these people would put on me? So you could say, you know, you know, for the lady who said she feels awkward and embarrassed, she could say, wow, these people might be looking at me and being really proud of me because I'm trying something that I'm brave, you know, that I'm new to. Because I know, you, you talk to anyone who's passionate about anything in life, do you know what they want to do? They want to get more people doing the thing they're passionate about. Do you think about your mate who's a runner at work or something like that? You know, they're probably going to say, oh, you should come out for a run with me sometime. You know, when we're passionate, it's a drug we want to share. And so, you know, like when you think about that spotlight, maybe what you can do is you can consciously say, okay, what I'm going to do is if I see spotlighting within myself, I'm going to use those perspectives like, you know, they're not actually thinking about me, but also I'm going to decide a positive spotlight they would put on me. So sure, I might look awkward, but they're going to think, well, good on this person for starting and trying because that's better than not trying. So that's another tool you can use here. Another tool you can use, and, and I think I actually got this from Mel from her book, The my, my the 5K, my, my product's called My 5K Dream and hers is called The 5 Second Rule, so you can see why I'm getting confused. But um, in her book, she talks about how if the person who actually achieves it were to look back on you, what would they tell you? So, and that's kind of what I went back to this lady with. I said, well, if you were to run 5K and you were to look at your person of you who starts this journey, what would be the spotlight they put on you at that moment? And if anything, I, I imagine that spotlight would be a real proud spotlight. So what I'm saying here is the person, the version of you who actually succeeds looks back on you right now and put that spotlight on you. And that spotlight will be a guiding spotlight that will see you and support you and let you off the hook and be forgiving and understand where you're at. So you can see how applying these kind of little tools to when you spotlight allows you to move towards the direction that's going to give you success. And that's what we want to be thinking about. The next thing, the the next kind of email I got in uh, my my kind of, my, what are your fears? And I got a really interesting one. And I've got to be honest, this one kind of threw me. Like, I've had quite a few emails through. And to be honest, most of them 
are questions that, you know, like I got one from a lady saying, I fear I'll be successful today and not successful tomorrow. And, and these are questions I come across a lot. You know, in my world, I am dealing with the person who has a lot of fear. So, you know, in putting out that email, I expected to get, you know, the kind of the 10 questions that I always get around fear. And, you know, and, and to be honest, up to this point, most of them have been. But I got an email here from another lady, and I've got to be honest, it kind of threw me. Um, they, they basically said, fear of success, I dislike exercise. I always, it's always a struggle, never enjoyable. It takes up my limited time, and it gives me no reward. I don't feel better after, and I'm not happy when I exercised. Basically, they're saying, I, I don't enjoy this. Uh, and so I'm, I, I'm going to just, I'm, I'm just going to have a look at the email here. I'm just going to pause for a second. I'm back. And, and here's a statement that, that comes in this email, which I found really fascinating. So this person doesn't like exercise. It's not enjoyable. When they do them, they feel it's wasting their time because they've got more important things to do in their life. They're not, they're not happy. They don't feel better afterwards. And one thing that they kind of said, look, if I go for a goal, then there's going to have to be another goal. It's going to take up more of my time. And, and kind of this line here kind of, but with exercise succeeding just means having to do more of something I don't want to do to start with and got nothing from. And I, and I have to admit, this kind of threw me. Because I love exercise. <laughs> and, uh, and one of my fundamental beliefs is that I believe that if you have exercise in your life, your life's a better thing. And I believe that it's a really enjoyable thing. And so this this, this one really threw me. And, and, and when I responded to this person, what did I say? I said, uh, love your honesty here. And, and I think that's really important. Um, but one of the things I said, just in my own experience, is you know, ultimately we want to get you to a place where you learn to enjoy having movement in your life. And I just said, for example, for me, when I'm moving fast while listening to my favorite music and beautiful nature, is when I feel most alive in my world. You know, that for me, movement is just, I love moving. Like, I just love it. I love I love pushing myself. I love feeling when my body feels strong. I love, you know, when I do group fitness classes, I love the way I move. I love the challenge of movement. So for me, it was like, that's me. But this lady's saying, no, I hate exercise. I couldn't think of anything worse to do. And... In saying that, she signed up for my product. She signed up for my free emails. She's she sent me an email. So she obviously understands at some level that she should probably exercise in her life. But when you don't like something, that's a really hard thing to do, isn't it? Like if you hate something, then having to do it becomes a problem. And and my response to her was a little bit around and I, and I said, look, I don't know you, so I, I'm, I'm not judging you here because I don't really know the experience you're going through. But I wonder if the mindset you're going into this with is always going to work against you. Like, if you say, I dislike exercise, I always struggle, it's never enjoyable. When you go into this experience, what are you taking with it? When you go into this experience, what are you taking into this experience? What's that that mindset that you're going into? Because if I go into exercise saying, I hate it, I dislike it, it's not enjoyable, it hurts, um, I'm no good at it. When I start to move, what do you think is going to be the mindset you're going to sit in when you're there? So that was kind of my first point with this person, is that maybe to remove any of the kind of 
the thinking that you go into exercise with. So to go into it with a fresh slate, if you know what I mean, like just to say, look, all I'm going to do is experience the thing I'm going to have around this today. But then my other my other kind of piece of feedback that I gave to this person was, maybe what you can do, if you want to put exercise in your life, because you know what, it's your life, you don't have to exercise. You know, this is the thing, you're like, it's your life. But she sent me an email, she was watching my video, so, so it makes me think she does want to win some level. But I think you've got to go, her main job is to learn how to enjoy exercise. Like, that's, you know, it's not about trying to run 5Ks, it's not about doing half marathons, it's, it's her main job is to learn, can I enjoy exercise? And I think I actually put that with her, you know. I said, it seems to me that your main journey should be about how do I find the enjoyment of exercise? How do I find the enjoyment of exercise? And for me, there's a few things that this person could really do to think about doing that. So first of all, I think losing mindsets that I've set in for a long time. Because she says it in her email, she says, look, I dislike exercise. First line, fear of success, dislike exercise, struggle, never enjoyed. It gives me no reward, you know. So when she thinks about going into it, that's what she's taking into it. So there needs to be some kind of way to remove that. But then the second thing we've got to focus on is this whole idea of learning how to do it. So remove the mindset and then learning how to enjoy it. And, and some advice I said was, what areas of your life do you enjoy that maybe you could transfer into exercise to give exercise a chance? So you might be a really social person. You might be someone who just loves a good catch-up with your mates. And in this first moment, really what you want to think about is, okay, well, for me, social is such an important part of my life. Could I attach exercise to my social in a non-threatening, easy-level way? So it might be that with my good group of friends, we're going to catch up on a Friday after work, and we're going to go for a walk. Now, that way, I'm doing exercise, but I'm not really, I'm just being social. And really what I want to think about with this person here is, the thing you enjoy that you're attaching to exercise should be the dominant thing at this period. So for this person here, let's just say she is, is social. Let's say there's a few things. She's social, um, she loves nature, I don't know, uh, and she likes to do some shopping. So, so, okay, so here we go. She's social, enjoys nature, and likes shopping. Okay, so what you'd want to do is you want to say, how do I set up a moment where I'm going to be really social with my friends, in some nature, and maybe we do some shopping at the end of it. Okay. Now, on top of that, we're going to put exercise in there in the easiest way possible. So we're going to, Friday afternoon, we're going to catch up at 5 o'clock, and we're going to go for an easy walk, catch up, and just have a real good catch up, and a trail that's close to our local mall. So we'll catch up, go for that, then at the end of the walk, we go to the mall. So really what you're doing is you're filling up your cup in the things that you know you enjoy most in your life, but you're tricking yourself by doing a bit of exercise while you're there. Now by doing this, what you'll tend to find is, if you can make that enjoyable experience, suddenly exercise isn't that thing you hate so much. You know, you're doing it because you're doing these other things. But then over time, as you inject the things I enjoy to exercise, and you start to find a routine, A, you'll be diminishing those kind of beliefs you have that tell you you're never going to enjoy it. Because you'll have some fun when you're exercising with your friends. But B, you might start to look for some challenge in it. Because the one thing I've learned as a fitness professional is that if you can get someone into a habit, eventually they're going to find growth. If you can get somebody into a habit, eventually they're going to want to find growth. And it's, it's you know, like it's, it's one of the things I see with people, 
you know, like with my, my business, we go, okay, we've got a 5K, 10K and a half marathon product. And the reason we do that is because once people get to 5K, sitting on 5K after a while just becomes a bit, bit meh. You know, like they can do it. They're ultimately the bit that makes them feel really rewarded is is growing. And so that's why we have a 10K. You've done five few times, maybe we can stretch you with the 10K. And that's what I've discovered. If I can help someone find the habit of exercise, then that's really great. You'll find that eventually they'll want to find growth themselves there. And that's why with this person it would be find the things you love, attach exercise to it. And I think that once that became the habit, eventually you and your friends might go, you know what? Let's aim to do a 5K fun run together where we go away for a good weekend, we have wines, all that good stuff that we do. And... We're going to do a fun run within this. Now, you do that fun run, it's enjoyable because you had a fun time with your friends, you've been social, you had some wines, you had a few laughs along the way, and you've had this really cool experience around exercise. Now, at that moment, maybe exercise and movement becomes more enjoyable for you. And then maybe you start to find more challenge and you move forward. Now, with this person, I'm not sure if that's the answer. I really don't know. This, this has been one that's really thrown me. I'm not sure if this is the answer. But it seems this person does think they would need movement in their life. And if they're always going to hate it and dislike it, there's a high chance they're not going to do it. So they need to figure out how to find exercise enjoyable. Another thing I would think about is, if there is a movement, which would be the one that I would like? And I've talked about this a lot in the show in the past, but this whole idea of, you know, if you like dancing, don't try running. Or if you like running, you know, and you feel really unco, don't try dancing. You know, do the thing that you like because we're trying to set you up for success. So those are, those are just a couple of questions that have come through in day one of me sending out these videos. So, you know, it's been some really cool insight for me and some really good things for me to think about. Hopefully for you, there's some things to think about. So first of all, check out that five second rule. Maybe you can apply it in your own life. Um, and, and I'm going to try it in the next period of time and see if it changes my life in every way possible that Mel kind of sells in her book uh, and then second of all what's your spotlight and is your spotlight actually a limit for you and then what are perspectives identifying awareness around spotlight and perspectives like are they really even thinking about me or what would be the best way they think about me or what would be the future me where I'm successful think about me in this moment that's something to really think about. And then if you're someone who I'm talking to right now and, you know, you just like exercise, you, you know, it's non-enjoyable, it's struggle, and really it doesn't feel like there's any reward at all, maybe you want to think about those strategies I've talked about here. Just some stuff to think about. Anyway, I always wrap up with the be the best version of yourself, so, so just be the best version of yourself. Here we go. Right, I think that's pretty much the gist of today's show. Hopefully there's something in there for you. It's, it is really interesting to kind of mull on these questions, to really think about these questions. And uh, yeah, that's what I love about this kind of focus on those who aren't healthy and aren't, you know, struggling with exercise. That's what I love the most about it, is that for me, that is... I'm learning so much that I just know, you know, I always talk about, you know, helping the fit people get fitter and, you know, I would have never thought someone just wouldn't like exercise. You know, I get that they would have struggled, but it sounds like this person's had, had success in the past and they don't like it. And to me, that I just would have never guessed that. For me, it's like, man, once you get past the start point, you're going to love exercise. And 
yeah so that's why i love this kind of where i put my focus in my career because i just gain insights that i would have never thought possible and, and it really challenges me in big ways that i have to really kind of think about things and change my perspective when i look at people who i'm trying to help because if i can't help these people or if i have this perspective that hey you're all going to love exercise well maybe i'm maybe i'm not going to have to help them and that's why you know this kind of works really important so yeah um what else has been happening um that's that's good i'm going to wrap it up i know it's, i'm trying to get it up to 40 minutes <laughs> i'm not sure if I'm, I'm i'm going to be able to get up to 40 minutes today because i like to get to 40 minutes i kind of feel the show should be 40 minutes long uh so so is there anything else that i can add that's going to make it 40 minutes long my marathon train is going really well i'm trying to do a marathon i'm taking a very slow approach um and yeah, so that's going really well. That's kind of cool. No, I think I think I'll wrap it up. It's, it's going to be sub forty this week, guys. But luckily, my five K dream is out and out and done and dusted now. So if you are interested, you can go to my website bevanjamesiles.com. Just sign up for the um, go to my website. The cheat sheets up there, and then once day two after you get the cheat sheet, you're going to get the video. So if you're interested in that. If you know somebody's interested in well, spread the word as well. If you want to become a patron on the show, go to bevanjamesisles.com. It's all very obvious on there, and it really helps me do what I do. And next two weeks, I'm definitely going to have an interview. So I'm back to interviews from here. I'm back to life. This last eight months has been a bit of a write-off. I'm back, and I'm back into it. So I'll see you guys in a couple of weeks. Thanks for being who you are. Mm-hmm.